Welcome to my homestead, y'all. I'm your host, Jenny Veliki, also known as the Funky Farm Girl. I'm working to create a home with a little farm, a little faith, a lot of food, and a bit of funky. I'm learning all about growing and preserving our food supply, raising chickens and children, and becoming more self-sufficient while leaning hard on Jesus. And I want to take you along for the ride. So grab yourself a cup of something wonderful, and let's visit a while. Welcome back to another episode of the Funky Farm Girl podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Veliki, also known as the Funky Farm Girl, and you are listening to episode 75, Second Hand First. You know, homesteaders are a resourceful bunch. We are usually on a budget. Uh, we are usually people who value the old ways, old tools, old values, And so for a lot of us, we tend to naturally lean towards a sustainable lifestyle. And that's where today's episode, Second Hand First, comes in. But before we get started with this week's episode, let's talk about what's happening on the homestead. Y'all, we got snow for the second time in seven days here in the Piedmont of North Carolina, which is so unusual. I don't even remember the last time that happened. We normally will get one good snow, and by good snow, I mean like more than two inches, um, maybe once every couple years. Um, and usually it's accompanied by ice and a bunch of messy roads and things like that. This is our second good snow in seven days. So the girls are really enjoying um, playing in the snow. The chickens not so much, <laughs> um, but the chickens are beginning to increase their production. They're beginning to lay more eggs and more of them are laying on a regular basis and even the quail have begun to lay a few eggs here and there. So signs of spring. It's on the way y'all. It will be here before we know it. Um, on that topic, I'm starting to look into what seeds I'm going to buy this year. I've made myself wait until now. I probably will not order them until the first week of February, um, simply because it will take me that long to decide what I want. Um, But I definitely encourage you to follow me over at um, the Funky Farm Girl on Instagram so that you can see what kinds of seeds I'm looking at, what kinds of things I want to grow in the garden this year. And stay tuned here because we'll definitely be talking about the spring garden when it comes time. So this week we are talking about episode 75, Second Hand First. Homesteading is attractive to a lot of people because it's a sustainable lifestyle. They really focus on going back to their roots, to traditional skills and old ways, to... Um, they, they value old things, um, like antiques, um, things that have quality craftsmanship to them. So they tend to be towards more antiques and vintage era things or handmade goods. Um, because quite honestly, y'all, so many things now are made and designed to break down so that we have to go buy another one. 
And so for so many things, new can equal disposable, even when it comes to things like appliances, if we're not careful about how we shop and what we choose to buy. Um, So homesteaders tend to value those traditional skills and the old things. They also tend to be really into regenerative farming and um, land ownership and They want to sustain the land. They want to help it to flourish and grow. And they want to get the most use out of it. So they're aware of environmental concerns. They're aware of stewardship. They're aware of being thrifty with their supplies and with their tools. Um, They're they're very aware of, of waste and trimming any excess and being very conscious of making sure that nothing is wasted and so with quality goods and sustainability in mind along with usually budget restrictions and having a core value of traditional skills and ways and things that naturally leads a lot of homesteaders to buy secondhand And so it is very, very common to see homesteaders who regularly shop thrift stores and online sales and auctions and things like that, um, where they are always looking for repurposed goods, um, even in farming for and putting up new structures and stuff to look for ways to repurpose older materials into something new. Um, I just watched... Um, a video of one of my fellow homesteaders on Instagram this week who disassembled a cedar shed um, on a neighbor's property and brought it over and refooted a foundation and then rebuilt it um, on their own property. And so secondhand is such a huge part of the lifestyle of a homesteader. Uh, is very, very common feature in homesteaders. So what does it mean to put secondhand first? So when you're talking about secondhand first, it's not just that, oh, secondhand is great and every once in a while I use it. It's that you have this intentional focus that before you go buy something new, you're going to make a point, an effort, a concentrated um, search of a secondhand item first. And so you may do that by choosing to actively seek out secondhand before new. You might do that because you're buying with intention and forethought and you're not just like impulse buying. I know before I became a homesteader, um, shopping was a recreational activity. You know, I would go and meet my friends to go shopping and we would just walk around and see what caught our fancy um i don't shop that way anymore um i'm shopping with intention um and then also it really embraces secondhand first really embraces that old slogan from the war advertising council um, back in world war ii use it up wear it out make it do or do without Okay, it's it's about conserving scarce resources 
and helping keep prices down by not generating excess demand. Does that sound familiar, y'all? That's where we are right now. This slogan is a great way to deal with the inflation and the supply chain issues that we're having. So even if you've never ever shopped secondhand before, if you can look at secondhand first as a way to conserve scarce resources and help keep prices down by not generating excess demand because you're using it up, you're wearing it out, you're making it, you're making do or you're doing without. Um, that's going to make a huge difference in our economy. It's how they got through the war without the entire economy just collapsing. Um, if you go back and read, they went from 11% inflation at that time to like 2.4%. Um, and we are in a similar situation right now. So that is definitely a proactive thing that you can do um, in these current times. So if you have never shopped secondhand first before, I want to go through these little reasons with you step by step and show you practically speaking how I walk these out and what I do when there's something that I need. Okay, so number one, choosing to actively seek out secondhand before new. Okay, so this is whenever I have any kind of need at all, whether it's a book that everybody's reading or that I've heard about from another homesteader, um, clothes for my girls, obviously not underwear, but other types of clothing for my girls and even shoes at times, um, kitchen appliances, especially if it's seems a bit gadgety and I'm not quite sure I would use it as often as it's worth justifying buying one new. Um, sometimes I'll buy a used one and try it out first to see how I like it. Um, hobby supplies, things like sewing and embroidery. Um, right now I'm going through a project where I'm trying to get all of our photos that are in boxes and envelopes in my closet into photo albums. And I've already been able to find four different photo albums and a few frames that I can use in my house to display some of those photos. And that'll help me accomplish my goal of getting all that stuff out of boxes in my closet. Um, I also, you know, am actively looking for, you know, things for hospitality and things to help make my house more homey. Um, especially with holiday decor or with just seasonal decor. Um, that stuff's expensive and they crank out so much of it every year. Um, it's really easy to find things like that um, that are seasonally beautiful that you can swap out um, throughout the year in your home to make your home more cozy. So I'm actively seeking out these kinds of things when I'm thrifting or looking online. Um, but I hardly ever buy this stuff new because I have a running list of the household needs. And so let me give you one really good example. In our home, we, um, when we moved to the funky farmhouse, we went from an 18 square foot three bedroom ranch 
to a 1,400 square foot um, three-bedroom ranch. The biggest difference was the other house had what was considered a dining room, and this house it does not. Um, and that took away one room that I needed or did all kinds of things in. And so we had extra bookcases and all kinds of things that we kept all of our homeschool supplies in, in that room. But when we moved, um, our living room was about half the size and we didn't have that dining room space. And so we really had to minimize the bookcases and things that we had in the house. So now I have a big pile of stuff in my bedroom that needs to go somewhere. And it's you know, things that would either go in a desk for office and school supplies or it's extra curriculum books or um, the extra notebooks and paper and things like that that we tend to need as homeschoolers. And right now I don't have a specific storage unit or thing that they fit into. And so I have space in my bedroom for something like that. But I want it to look nice with the things I already have. I want it to be adequate storage for the things that I need. I want it to match the decor of the room. And even by new, that is a daunting task to try to find a specific piece of furniture and a specific size and things like that. So what I do is I start looking for things online and I may look at new things, like I may go on Amazon and start putting in search things to try to figure out what kind of thing I'm looking for. And then once I know what it's called or what I can start searching for, get different ideas, then I can use those same search terms and I can go to places like Facebook Marketplace. I can go to Craigslist or Nextdoor or a community Facebook page. Um, and I can put those same search terms in and look for a used piece of furniture instead of a new one. Um, you can also, um, okay, so I mentioned Facebook Marketplace. You can go to local thrift stores, um, and antique malls. Um, here we have Goodwill, Salvation Army, Value Village, and C-Van, who all have some type of thrift store that you can go to in our area and then we also have several antique malls um, so between all of those I can do a lot of searching and looking for a specific piece um, and Habitat Restore is another good one um, Habitat for Humanity runs that and it's a great organization to support so that's another one that I will um, check out as well but if you don't have any luck there, you can always check Craigslist, Nextdoor, community Facebook pages. Um, and even if you have a local Buy Nothing group in your area, um, you can go to the Buy Nothing, you can Google Buy Nothing um, group online. I'll put a link to it in the show notes and there's a place where you can put in your zip code and find out if there is a local group in your area. Uh, I know where I live, you have to match the zip code of the group in order to join it because they really want it to be very, very local. Um, and that's a great place to look for things like that. Um, 
be patient because even in actively looking and seeking out things like this cabinet that I was searching for, it took me probably two months to find it. But then when I did, it was a beautiful solid wood piece of furniture that I paid like $70 for. It was very, very reasonable. It matches our our bedroom. Um, it's very heavy. Um, and it's going to be exactly what I need. Um, so we have moved that from the place we bought it to our to our garage and we're going to be putting it into our bedroom hopefully here in the next couple days um but if you're patient and you're actively looking it's not hard to find the things you need there were lots and lots of options that I could have made work but this one piece was exactly what I wanted it's out there y'all you just have to know where to look for it so yes, check Facebook Marketplace, local thrift stores, Craigslist next door, community Facebook pages. Um, see if you have a local buy nothing group. Um, some other places I look for other types of things. Maybe not furniture, but um, all of these places are good for looking for other types of things. But also, if you're looking for home goods or clothing you can also check out mercari and poshmark you can check out ebay you can check out thrift books and abe books for um, used books um, i'll put links to a lot of this stuff in the show notes so that you are able to go and check out those things and explore and see if some of the things that you're looking for um, can be found in these places I will put in a small caveat here that um, these links may be affiliate links in which I receive some kind of compensation or discount if you use that. And I appreciate you supporting the podcast by using my affiliate links when I provide them for you because it really helps support me as I'm um, producing this podcast. So thanks for being willing to support me that way. Um so we're actively seeking out secondhand before we buy new and then when we're looking we want to number two buy with intention and forethought and not just on impulse the temptation when you go into a thrift store is that it's really cheap and so i should just go ahead and buy it and you can end up really over buying and get yourself into a spot where you've just got way too much um and so we want to be intentional in our shopping that just because it's cheap doesn't mean it's a good good thing to buy um so always keep a running list of what you need i always have a list of things that i i'm actively looking for but then i also have a list of things that if i happen to find them you know things that i know that are useful and beautiful and would be used regularly around my house um, pretty much all the time um, so things like really quality wooden utensils or serving ware for hospitality for example I just went into a thrift store the other day and I got two of the very long um, teaspoons that you would stir your drink with those are really great for stirring our coffee in the morning especially my husband with his great big travel mug that's tall and 
and big, um, that gets way down in there. And so having a couple extra of those spoons was great. I also found a little spreading knife that you would use for like cream cheese or maybe the butter dish on the table. Um, and then I found a little, um, a tea caddy thing that goes inside of a teacup. Um, it's smaller than the one that I have for my mug. Um, so it would be more for a dainty like teacup um, of loose tea. And I got all of that for less than $2. And so those are the types of things that I look for all the time. Fancy little pickle forks or a spoon to spoon out a condiment or, or a jam or something with. Or, you know, just little things like that that just really make a meal feel more special um, or things that help with hospitality. Maybe you look for beautiful towels that you put out when you have company come or at the holidays or things like that. Um, I also look for baskets that can be used either to serve bread or to use as storage. Uh, I don't have a ton of baskets, but the ones that I do have are good quality, well-made, sturdy baskets. And almost all of them have been thrifted. I don't remember the last time I bought a new basket. Um, I also look for cast iron, or I did. Now I have plenty. I have six different skillets and three, four, five different pots. So I have plenty of cast iron now. But before, um, I would look for it. Uh, I do still notice it when I go into stores. Cast iron is something that even if it looks rusty and is in a bad condition, can be cleaned up pr pretty easily. Um, just looking on YouTube to find out how to how to smooth it out and reseason it and get started using it. And they will last you a lifetime. So cast iron is always something that you can look for. Um, we update our bedding a lot of times through face it through um thrift stores and buying second hand um almost all of my bedding on my bed now is pieced together from things that i found at thrift stores and that ended up being i picked a color and just bought lots and lots of things of that color so we have different pillows and things like that that just the layered look of it all together in different shades of that one color just looks really pretty on the bed um, you can also do this for holiday linens. I just found a Thanksgiving tablecloth recently that was just beautiful. Um, and you can look for clothing needs and home decor and gifts. Uh, sometimes I'll find something for someone that I know and I'll go ahead and buy it and set it aside um, as a gift for them. Um, so as you got your running list and you're looking for all of these different things um also keep in mind that you don't necessarily have to go buy something else and that brings us to number three our slogan that we started out with use it up wear it out make it do do without the first thing you really need to ask yourself is do you really need it so when you have something that breaks down or when you for example you're going to a wedding and you need a dress to wear to the wedding do you really need a new dress could you 
find something in your closet that would already be appropriate? Or are you just in the habit of, I'm going to an event, I need to buy a new outfit? Um, that was one thing that really struck me um, when I first started buying secondhand first was the number of times I just automatically was like, oh, I have to go buy a new thing because I'm going to this. Um, no, you don't really have to. Sometimes what you have already is perfectly fine. Um, sometimes you're asking, do you really need it? And it's maybe an item on your grocery list and you can substitute something else. I'm doing a lot of that with the pantry challenge this month. Um, but sometimes it's not something that we really need. It's just maybe something popular that everybody has and we want it because we don't want to miss out. So ask yourself, is it something that I really need or can I do without it? Is it something that you can substitute something else for it? Or maybe you have a problem with something and you just need to fix it. For example, I have a little lamp by my bed. Um, and one night I went to turn off the switch and the switch came off in my hand. And I was having to plug and unplug the lamp in order to turn the lamp on and off. Um, Michael was able to go buy a little $3 and something piece to put inside the lamp, fix the lamp switch, and now I can turn the lamp on and off without having to unplug it. I did not need to go out and buy a new lamp, y'all. It was easy to just fix the lamp we had. And if you don't know how to do stuff like that, I encourage you to learn. These are some of the traditional skills that just haven't been passed down. Um, but there is such a plethora of information online that you can Google or YouTube search just about anything and learn how to do it. So I really, really encourage you to learn to fix things, learn to substitute something else for it, learn how to mend your clothes, learn how to sew a tear or fix a split seam or replace a button or a zipper. Um, my husband has a busted zipper on one of his favorite jackets right now. And so this week I spent $4 and I bought a new zipper and I'm going to learn how to put in a new zipper in his coat um, instead of going and buying him a new coat. Um, so all of those kinds of things are things that we can actively do to make secondhand our first choice. And so... I really encourage you, if you've never thought about buying secondhand first before, think through some of these things and see which ones of them really resonate with you, which ones you can easily begin to implement on your own, in your own house. Look through your current shopping list and see, how can I put secondhand first with these things on my list? And I encourage you to go to Instagram and check out at the funky farm girl um, especially my stories I'm gonna make um, a highlight that will be on my profile page of secondhand first so you can see just some of the many 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 things in my home that we have bought secondhand secondhand does not have to mean ugly it doesn't have to mean dirty stinky um, and in disrepair there are so many beautiful things that you can buy secondhand and I really hope that this week's episode helps you think where you're buying your things. See you next week.
Thanks for stopping by, y'all. If you're inspired by what you've heard today, the best compliment you can give me is to share the Funky Farm Girl with your friends. You can stay connected by following the Funky Farm Girl on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Until we meet again next week, remember to bloom where you're planted. Thank <laughs> you.